The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today is an opportunity for you to make a difference. Can you do that? Can you find a way to make a positive difference in your world today? Can you change something within yourself and that something reverberates out into the lives of the people around you and beyond that? You know, no matter what that change is, No matter what it is that you choose to focus on today, it will reverberate through the lives of the people around you. And no matter how small, it makes a difference. So guard your thinking today. Your thoughts count. For this hour, I want you to really pay attention. I want you to really listen. You have created this world that you live in. You are the co-creator of everything around you. So if there's something you want to change, how can you do that? How do you apply this information to you, to your inner world? Not to your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, but just to you. You can share information with other people, but ultimately you are the only person you can really change. You are the example for that other person. You are the person that you are responsible for. And yes, you can make a difference. When you tell someone what to do, it doesn't solve their problem. When you tell someone what to do, it doesn't fix them. The only thing that works is when you take action in your world. When you create change from within... You create and attract more positive light. And I know you're busy. We are all busy. And we lead very busy and distracted lives, don't we? And those distractions, they turn our attention away from the things that are important, the things that really count, the things that matter. So how do you take for granted the things in your life, the people in your life, And the actions that you take that are most important. I know you do. I know you lose focus. I know you take things for granted and make assumptions that those things will always be there. 
but that may not be true. So how do you spend your energy? Do you spend your energy on the things that don't really matter? What are the choices that you make in your world today? How do you touch the lives of the people that you meet? And I'm asking you, like I do every week, are you creating sunshine wherever you are? It is a gray day in the part of the country that I'm in. And so making my own sunshine is very, very important today. So what are you grateful for? I'd like you to look around your world. See the blessings that flow to you, that you draw and attract to you. What are those things that you are grateful for? When you start your morning with a grateful heart, you generate more positive light all day long. It focuses your brain on the things that are important. I love this contrast of weather that comes in the fall. I love this season because it generates for me a much greater appreciation of the warm and bright days because there is such great contrast with the cool gray days. And it's not like the winter where more days are gray and fewer are bright. In the fall, it's about equal. We get beautiful sunny days and then we get a rainy day and another sunny day, and a rainy day. And I like that contrast. It keeps me alert. It makes me feel more alive. And I like the cool gray days as much as I like the warm and bright days. I was blessed this weekend to come into an acquaintance of a retired couple who truly blessed my life. It was through the medium of a chair, a chair that they needed redone, or wanted redone, I suppose. But their energy was so cheerful, so encouraging. They were delightful people. And they spend their time, in just the brief amount of time that I was with them, I learned so much. They spend their time giving to others. We had to work around their volunteer schedule at the hospital. They were traveling with a friend who was going to receive chemo. They spend time with their family. They truly cherish the things that are important to them, both the gifts that they can give and the gifts that they receive. What a blessing for me to see that example in my life. And I'm grateful for inspiration. I like to pay attention to what's happening with me, my thoughts, the things around me, Because it often inspires me to come up with some new topic or some new direction or something to share with you. And so often it comes from an unexpected corner of my world. And I am grateful for that. I find it amusing sometimes with the inspiration that comes to me and and the places that it comes from. You know... I always talk about my cats, and often I have a cat who accompanies me during this program. I have a cat this morning, but it is not the normal cat that attends to the radio show. You know, I have a cat who likes to speak on the microphone, and he's usually the one that's here with me. This morning, I have one that generally is not a lap cat, but he seems to be very interested in this topic. So perhaps he is also a part of our inspiration. I want to talk about this season 
the season of autumn, I want to talk about the purpose of this season. And I'm not talking about simply the transformation in nature, but what that transformation in nature can teach us about this time of year. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about physical cleansing. I talked about establishing kind of a a time for your body to clear and to cleanse. And fall is kind of that way, isn't it? It's the shedding of the old ways. It's a season to clear in preparation for the winter. You know, winter is actually the season of creativity. It's a time when we can go inward and reflect and we hatch new ideas, generate new thoughts. That happens in the winter. But in the fall, we have to prepare, just like in nature. Do you watch? Do you see what happens in nature? The leaves and the trees, they don't just fall. It's the tree cleansing itself, clearing out the old ways, clearing out the leaves that generated so much energy during the summer. And now it's being released. That teaches us to do the same. Again, I talked before about cleansing of the body, and we talked about some ways to do that. And if you're still struggling with weight loss, if you're still trying to figure out what program, then it's probably time for you to go to my website, go to that page, and ask for a consult with me. Just ask for some time. We can talk, and we'll determine exactly what approach you should be taking. On my website, you'll find different options, but if you can't decide for yourself, you know, if you don't know if you need another food plan, if you don't know if you need other kinds of support to change your mindset, just request more information and we'll talk. In the fall, it's the time to cleanse the body. We cleanse in the spring after the sluggishness of the winter the resting of the winter, but we also cleanse in the fall after the intensity and the vacations and the um, getting away from our routines. We cleanse the body in the fall. And the foods that we use for cleansing in the fall are different than the ones in the spring. In the spring, we use the new greens, the dandelion, the asparagus. We use the bitter greens like that. In the fall, we use garlic and cabbage. Cabbage can be in the form of a fermented cabbage like sauerkraut or a wonderful garlic and cabbage soup, a tonic that cleanses the body, helps the liver to rebalance. So it's different in the fall. You see, we're trying to free up the body to be its perfect, balanced self. But you're also, in the fall, it's time to cleanse both psychologically and spiritually. So let's talk about that today. In the fall, we want to free up the mental energy so that as we move into winter, we have that openness, that ability to create new ideas. So let's talk about a psychological cleanse. So where do you start? What would you do if you were to begin cleansing at the psychological level, at at the emotional level, what would you do? Well, you probably would start with a list. I'm actually going to suggest several lists. 
So a list that you might make. I love this exercise. I've talked about it before. I'd like you to make a list of at least or up to 10 people. Let's not go beyond 10 people, but 10 people, fewer if you can't find 10, that you really don't like. And it doesn't have to be someone you're close to, okay? It can be someone down the street. It can be somebody that you encountered briefly in the parking lot of the grocery store. But I want you to list a description or a name of those people that you really don't like. That'll go down the left side of your piece of paper. On the right side of your piece of paper, I want you to list why you don't like them. What is it about them? that just rubs you the wrong way? What is it about them that you just are disgusted by? Once you have that list, yeah, it's a setup. I want you to read that list again on the right side. I want you to highlight those characteristics that really, really are repulsive to you. And then I'd like to welcome you to your own dark side. Those things that you highlighted, those are pieces of you that exist somewhere within you. Perhaps you don't express them. Perhaps you don't allow them out. But they exist within you. That's why you recognize them in the other person. You see, your brain is attracted to the things that you do. The things that are you. So when you see those things you don't like in someone else, you are seeing that part of you that you don't often see. You're seeing that part of you that you don't particularly like. So that is the first list in cleansing psychologically, is to really be aware, be in touch with those parts of you that you're not at ease with. Those things that you're not um, enamored with about yourself, but also those things that perhaps you would like to change about yourself. Okay, second piece of paper. I'd like you to write down what is it about you that other people would change? I like to even narrow that. Of course, that line comes from... Um, the Noticer by Andy Andrews. That line is somewhere in the great wisdom of that book. And by the way, Andy Andrews has a new book called The no- Noticer Returns. If you haven't read The Noticer, start there and then move into The Noticer Returns. It's well worth the time that you put there to gain great wisdom. But the question is asked in his first, in the first of these two books, not his first book, The Noticer. What would What is it about you that other people would change? And inevitably the response is, but what if I don't want to change that? But that wasn't the question. The question is, what is it about you that someone else would change? And usually I like to narrow that down to your significant other. The person that is closest to you, the person that knows you the most or the best, what would they change about you? That, I would say to you, is your blind spot. It is the place about you that you don't often see in yourself, but the other person sees. And I'm not talking about, you know, putting the dishes in the dishwasher or picking your socks up off the floor. I'm talking about that 
that aspect of you, whether it's your judgment or your your insensitivity, your unwillingness to listen. I don't know what it is. You do. When you think about it from the perspective of that person who is important to you, then you will know. And that has been your blind spot. So that goes on a piece of paper because that then gives you the choice to make that change. See, I'm not suggesting that you have to make that change. I am suggesting that as a part of cleansing, a part of releasing the old ways, that you have a new piece of information there, a piece of information that you can choose to change. What about resentments? What resentments do you carry? You know what resentments are, right? Resentments are drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Resentment is a form of anger. And I've said before, there is nothing wrong with healthy anger. But a resentment is not healthy anger. A resentment is a chronic anger that you have continued to carry over time. Expecting that somehow by holding on to that, the other person is going to change. And you know that doesn't happen. But that resentment poisons you. That resentment keeps your brain looking for other opportunities that are negative. Other reasons to feel victimized. That's right. Resentment is a form of a victim statement. If you don't like something, either step up and fix it or let it go. If you don't like the way someone else behaves, look at yourself. Go back to step number one here. What don't you like about them? And how does that reflect within you? See, those resentments, they're good signposts. They're like little directional symbols that tell you exactly where to look. So I find resentments very valuable if we use them as a signpost. I find resentments pretty worthless if you simply carry them around and use them to fuel your self-righteousness. That gets you nowhere. Okay. So, so far, I've given you three things to list or write down as we talk about cleansing and clearing at the emotional or psychological level. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this cleansing at the emotional and the spiritual level. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, 
Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our topic this morning is about cleansing, but not cleansing on a physical level, but cleansing on a psychological, emotional, and spiritual level. Because this is fall. This is the time for us to clear out the old ways, just like the trees drop their leaves. It's time for us to clear out the things that get in our way, the obstacles, the limitations. It's time for renewal. That's right. So, we were talking about kind of some of the exercises that you can use to become aware of those things that you might need to clear. And I was talking about resentments, resentments that you hold or you carry. And underlying that, and I know no one likes to know this about themselves, but underlying a resentment is a sense of being a victim, of being not in control of your world. Well, let me challenge that belief right now. You are very, very powerful. I'll speak more of this when we talk about the spiritual cleanse, but you are very powerful. So you are only in a victim position if you now choose to be there. Now, I'm not talking about things that happen to a child when a child truly isn't in charge or in control. But I am talking about today, now, you as an adult. You can choose to stay mired in your past. You can choose to do the work to clear it out and move forward. You can choose to be empowered Or you can choose powerlessness. So when you hear a victim statement, when you hear yourself whining, pay attention. Because this is the season to let that go. You are not a victim today. You might choose not to do the work. And then the consequence is you are not creating in your world what you want You are still co-creating. You're just not co-creating what you want for yourself. So you're incongruent. It's also those incongruencies that I want you to be aware of. Write them down. Look them over. Where can you step in and take charge? And finally, the last thing on this list, 
What do you know you could be better at? What do you know that you could do better? I'm not talking about perfection because perfection is just as limiting as resentment and being a victim. Perfection puts you on the other side of the spectrum, but it's the same thing. You spend too much of your energy trying to make everything perfect, to do it just right and only in one way. And you lose sight of what's important underneath that. So perfection is, again, an old way. See, a psychological cleanse is about those mental obstacles that you know about or can become aware of through the feedback of others. So a psychological cleanse, then, would be that choice to let go, to clear, to allow yourself to do or be something different than you've ever been before. So, yeah, it's about washing out, releasing, and clearing the resentments, the victim statements. It's also about coming to peace with who you are in this moment. And perhaps we can't do that unless we also participate in a spiritual cleanse. But, you know, when you, just at the psychological or emotional level, when you just simply allow yourself to be who you are today, to be good enough today, then you begin to move into this sense of freedom. It's just like a physical cleanse when you get that kind of euphoric feeling of being so free. Your body feels so light. You feel so energized. Well, in a psychological cleanse, you get that same sense of freedom and well-being because you're moving from victim to ownership, responsibility. You're moving from resentment to forgiveness. And you're moving from judgment to compassion. And when we talk about compassion, really, we move into that aspect of spiritual cleanse. So let's talk about that. First of all, let me ask you, how do you connect to that which is beyond you? I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about spirituality. We're talking about a spiritual cleanse. People do it in many different structures. If you have a structured religion and that kind of directs your practice, then that might define how you do your spiritual cleanse because there are ways, often ritualistic ways, in various forms of structured religions that allow for this spiritual cleanse. You know, look at your practices, look at what you're taught, look at what your religion defines in terms of a spiritual cleansing. Everyone has it in a different way. There's similar ways among similar groups, but the religion is not your spirituality. The religion is a structure for you to express your spirituality. Some people practice their spirituality through a self-directed practice. They, they, use, um, they use ritual within their day-to-day world. They use um, a ritual or a structure that is self-directed and not part of some formal structure called religion. Spirituality is about how you connect to that which is beyond you. So, First of all, get in touch with how do you define your spiritual world? What are the 
What's the language that you put on your spiritual world? You know, do you define your spiritual world as simply, you know, the universe that is beyond you? Do you refer to spirit or God? Do you define your higher power in some way? Those are languages that are important to you and that fit you. And in that definition of your spiritual world, we begin to talk about beliefs. And what I'm questioning here in this spiritual cleanse is what are the beliefs that serve you? And do your current beliefs still serve you? And again, I'm not talking about just your spiritual beliefs, but all of your beliefs. Do they serve or do they limit? You know, what you believe about the world, what you believe about your power from within, what you believe about how you connect to that which is beyond you, does it still work for you? Does it help you? Does it allow you to fully express who you are and who you are meant to be? Do you use your spiritual beliefs to fully bring your gifts and talents to this world for the benefit of others? Because that's ultimately what spirituality is. It's the connection to all that is beyond us for the benefit of all that are beyond us. So in order to do a spiritual cleanse, again, we make a list or several lists. What limits do you perceive about yourself at this time? And what emotions do you have connected to those limits? Because you see, when a belief is attached to a powerful emotion, it makes it that much stronger. So this is not something that's simple to do. This is not something that you can just kind of think about right this second and go, oh yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. Now you're going to have to spend some time in reflection here. And that's the whole point of what I'm asking you to do. This is not just a one-time thing. This is not just a moment here as, as I'm talking. This is about take some time in this season, the season of fall, to really explore these thoughts, these emotions, and these beliefs that underlie who you are today. And yes, you can be at peace with yourself, with all of your flaws and imperfections, even as you continue to clear and release those limits so that you can fully express your talents and gifts for the benefit of this world. So, as you identify these limits that you perceive about yourself at this time, the next step in clearing them is an understanding of how did you come to believe these limits? Who told you? This, this is like the Adam and Eve story, right? Who told you you were naked? Who told you that you could not be as powerful as you are? Who told you to live in fear? And how do you reinforce that fear? And let me ask, does this serve you well? Does this still work for you? Because it might have been an effective thing at one time, 
but does it work for you now? And I wonder, this is one that I really like to explore in myself and other people, is I wonder if in your beliefs it includes a bargaining with your higher power. Do you find yourself bargaining with God? If I do this, I'll get this reward. If I do this, this will come about. Yeah. Bargaining is a very childlike level of spirituality. Because bargaining indicates a self-perceived limitation. It indicates that in the bargain, you do not recognize that you are co-creator with the divine. You do not recognize how powerful you truly are. And you do not need to bargain. You simply need to focus and to have faith. To have belief and to shift that belief into recognizing from within that you are a powerful being connected to the divine from within. So some people will um, recognize symbols. You see, your mind will focus on whatever it is you focus on. You understand that, right? So if you're looking for affirmation, you will be given affirmation. Now, sometimes we assign meaning where there is none. But there are symbols or messengers, and these are not bargaining tools. These are manifestations of how powerful you are when you act from your spiritual self. Dr. Robert Anthony often recommends that we do an evidence journal, that each day we write down evidence of how powerful we truly are, of the things that our subconscious noticed or attracted to us that we were focusing on. This is the manifestation of how powerful you are. And it's important for you, especially at first, to recognize how powerful you are. By recognizing the things that you attract, the things that you draw into. It's so very interesting. I do this many times within my own life. I had an experience over the weekend of winning a game and it was a, it was a cute little thing and I won. And in the minutes before that was, that announcement was made, I already knew. I already had that sense of settling, of knowing that I just created this. Now, it's hard to get that feeling all the time, and it takes some practice to be able to do it consistently. But, you see, that was evidence of how powerful the mind is. That was a symbol, a messenger, an evidence of how powerfully we can manifest that which we believe. But first, you have to instill a new belief. You have to put in place that belief that you are powerful and that you have the right to be powerful. So, can you instill a new belief? One that would better serve you at this time? Yes, you can. And perhaps you even know how to do that. Perhaps you know that you have the power to use your mind to create a new belief. Perhaps you do not know this. 
And there are many practices and ways that you can instill a new belief. There are many practices that allow you to create a different pattern of thought. Some of them are quick. Some of them take a long time. And so you might explore some of those. Of course, hypnosis is one of those ways. Meditation is another. And this is, again, where I step in in my practice. I can do this over the phone. I can do it in person. Sometimes I can even do it just in an email. But it is a way for you to access that power that is within you, that power to create a new belief, that power to create a new behavior, that power that allows you to seek and discover your own power within. That's right. So, yes, you can instill a new belief. And, yes, you can decide what that new belief will be. But perhaps the most important new belief to install as you are doing a spiritual cleansing is to recognize that the most important new belief is the recognition that you are the co-creator of your world. That you, although there are things you cannot control, you do create by your focus, by your intent, and by your actions the things that occur to you the things that are around you. And yes, even that unhappy person that you encountered at the grocery store, you attracted that person into your life for a reason. Perhaps so that you could look within yourself at how you reflect those behaviors. See, I don't, I don't know what it is that you're clearing. I just know this is the time of the year when you have the opportunity to make this change. You have the opportunity to alter your beliefs. You have the opportunity to cleanse those beliefs that really no longer serve you. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we'll finish up on this topic of cleansing for the fall and spiritual cleansing. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to what matters with mary beth lodge to be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our topic this morning has been fall musings for me, but about cleansing. Um, using this season of autumn to cleanse at the psychological and spiritual level as well as the physical level. See, I think it's still important that if you haven't yet done a physical cleanse, if you haven't readjusted your physical being, that that's where you start. You can do them all simultaneously. It's okay. But I think that physical level is so very important. But I want you to be aware that it's not the only level. Again, if you're stuck, if you're kind of not moving forward on that physical level or on any of these levels, on the psychological or spiritual, then let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Send me an email. Send me a request for consult. Whatever um, let me guide you a little bit more uh, specifically and individually for you. Yeah, it's fun to listen to me on the radio, and it's fun to kind of hear general ideas. But if you're not acting on these ideas, if you're not creating change, and it's time to create change, then that's the time that you seek out a coach. Let's talk about that. Now, let's finish up on this spiritual cleansing. So, we we talked about changing belief. And beyond changing belief is also changing perspective. You know, when we were talking about those people you don't like, well, maybe, maybe it's because you have not yet stood in the place that they do. And so you cannot see the world from their perspective. You only see it from your own. But it is in changing perspective that we often are able to let go of old beliefs. We're often able to recognize that the old belief that I have no longer serves me. So can you change your perspective? Well, you're already doing that today. You're doing that because you're listening to me. And so I know you're changing perspective because one of the ways that you change perspective is to expose yourself to new ideas. You can do that through reading, through listening to me, to listening to audio programs, to, you know, just traveling to places where people think differently than you do. The important thing is that you find people that are outside of your comfortable circle of friends and family and you seek out those people for their perspective. Now, you can do that by conversation, by, you know, take someone to lunch that thinks differently than you do, just to hear how they see the world and study it. Study how they perceive things. I like to do that regardless of what their perspective is, because I like to do that even from the people who just baffle me. I like to do that from the people that I don't particularly admire. But I also don't understand. They behave in a way that is 
unacceptable to me. They behave in a way that is um, offensive to me. And I want to know how they think. And so I might expose myself to their ideas. Now, I'm not going to choose to take on their perspective if the, the resultant behavior is one that I find offensive. But it does help me to move to compassion. And so when you take on new ideas, when you study how people view their world, when you try on someone else's world, it allows you a deeper level of understanding. And from understanding, you can reach compassion. You can read about someone that you admire and reflect on how they may view your limiting belief or challenge. I like to do that sometimes. You know, I like to have conversations in my head, imaginary conversations with people that I know or people that I don't know. You know, I might read a book written by someone and then I might think through, if I were to have a conversation with this person and I were to say, whatever it is my limiting belief is, I wonder how they would respond. And it often stimulates me to consider whether my belief is truly working anymore. You see, again, I'm trying on another person's world. I'm seeing the world through the eyes of someone else. I I like to sometimes use hypnosis for that. Um, There was a a great book that I read um, several years ago that was called The Couple Who Became Each Other. And it was a a hypnosis book that um, talked about hypnosis techniques where where actually in hypnosis um, you guide someone to move into being someone else and to view the world from their perspective. Now, I don't think we need hypnosis to do that, but hypnosis is a tool that you can do that, especially if there's a lot of resistance. And so, again, I I just, I love the tool of hypnosis, so therefore, um, I, I kind of look for ways to apply it. Okay, so go back to that list, you know, that, that list early on that you wrote, the one uh, that was your dark side list. And instead of looking at your dark side and being repulsed by it, I'd like you to take each of those people on the list and step into who they are and see the world through their eyes until you feel no judgment. That's right. So you have to try them on long enough to get to a place of just kind of an understanding. This is who they are. This is how they view the world. And, you know, one of the things that I've become aware of over time, because I can't truly know that person if I don't really go talk to them and have conversation, but one of the things that I've been able to recognize is that when I see someone that I really don't like and I allow myself to view the world through their eyes, the difference I find is often that I think too much, (laughs) I think a lot. I think about everything. I think about how things are connected and and I think about the history of something and the future of something. And I find that that's not always common. And so maybe I'm offended by the fact that someone doesn't go to that depth. They don't think through the connections and the the broader scheme of things. And what offends me is that sometimes I can be that oblivious, that I can be totally insensitive to
to what I'm doing and how it impacts someone else or how it impacts the world. And that, when I step into that person and have that understanding and I recognize that that's me, then I have to come to a place of not judging them because what they allowed me to experience was a recognition of something within me that I would like to release or to improve upon. When you try on that other person's beliefs, you can allow yourself to come again to compassion. And in reflecting compassion to them, that is a sense, compassion, you know, it's a sense of understanding. I might not agree with you, but you are just as precious in this world as I am. And so if you are just as precious in this world, then I have no right to judge you. And in that compassion, I can freely send love. Now this is spirituality. Do you understand? When you can connect yourself above all the day-to-day stuff, when you can connect yourself to that which is beyond you, when you can step into compassion and love, then you are centered in your spirituality. That's the whole point of spiritual cleansing. It's releasing yourself from the bondage of shame and self-judgment and self-loathing. It's releasing yourself into a place where you are at peace. You are in love with yourself in a good way, in a healthy way, in a positive way. You see, when you can reflect compassion to the people that you find offensive, when you can send them love freely, openly, without any judgment, then you can also do this within yourself. But I would suggest to you that this is like a teeter-totter that is perfectly balanced. You cannot send love if you have none for yourself. And you cannot give yourself love if you have none for other people. So you must balance both. And in this process of cleansing in this season, you have to come to a place. If you are truly cleansing, if you are truly releasing, you have to come to that place where you are balanced. Where you have a recognition that your own dark side is who you are. And while you, you work to improve, you also recognize that you are imperfect. You are human. Of course you are. And being human is the quality that we must most express. Because that is who we are. So we are flawed. We are a work in progress. And we are powerful. And we have no idea just how powerful we are. So each time that we do this cleansing process, each time that we take advantage of this season of autumn to cleanse at the emotional and spiritual levels, 
each time we step closer to accessing the power that we truly are. You know, once we discover our power, once we discover how important our energy is to this world, once we discover the gifts and the talents that we are obligated to return to this earth, to this world, to the people around us, once we discover that, truly we can manifest, we can co-create anything that we desire and anything which is of benefit for the greater good. And so this is your opportunity in this season. This is the time for you to begin to reflect in this way. This is the time for you to be more at peace. And the whole point, again, is preparation. The whole point is that as you prepare for the winter, you prepare for the creativity, for new ideas. You see, first you cleanse, and then you co-create. First you release, so there is space, there's room. It's like cleaning out your closet. You know, you don't buy new clothes if there's no space to put them. And if you do buy new clothes, you have to let go of some old things in order to put your new clothes away. So, again, this is the time. This is the work of autumn. And this is the tonic for your soul. So, it's not just that physical level. It is all levels of cleansing, releasing, and healing. And I'm not suggesting, there are many things that are deep wounds that require some time for healing. And I'm not suggesting that you can simply just do that in an afternoon or an evening. What I am suggesting is that you begin this process. Again, there's no perfection. There's no point that you have to be perfect in all that you do. It's simply that you begin this process. And it's in the process that you find the freedom. It's in giving yourself permission to release that you find that you actually do so. And so, yes, you have to take the action of actually writing these lists, of actually doing the reflection, of actually doing the prayer, the meditation, or the hypnosis. Let me make that an and, and the hypnosis. So it is in the process, the action, that you actually find the freedom that comes from cleansing. But it's also in the process that you allow yourself or give yourself permission to actually cleanse. I want to thank you for listening to me this morning in this important topic of emotional and spiritual cleansing. And I would encourage you now to take advantage of this season of autumn to let go and release and move forward into creativity. Go out there today and co-create a great day because you do deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.